Joe Biden did something I never thought would be possible. He made me miss Barack Obama. Look, Barack Obama, I, I disagreed with on a ton of issues. I think he was a bad president. But you know what? On immigration, Obama, by and large, followed the law. Well, yeah. You shouldn't expect that, you know, when it comes to leftists. The, the laws don't apply to them. They don't even believe in the law of gravity. And Joe Biden and the law. Come on. How many demonstrations do we need of Joe Biden and broader Biden family corruption? Millions and millions from Ukraine, millions from Russia, Kazakhstan, Romania, communist China, tens of millions of dollars. The Washington Post thinks that's fine. The New York Times thinks that's fine. Well, good Thursday to you, and uh, welcome back to our humble radio broadcast. I hope you're having a great American life and a great American day. Um, it's uh, it's become a bit challenging, I know, I understand. I do this for a living, and it is uh, a bit challenging, there is no doubt. The, uh, the corrupt government has provided me with a couple of updates for today's big radio broadcast that I would like to share with you now before getting to border issues and so on. But this is big stuff. This is genuinely big stuff. I've been paying attention for quite some time now. I've lived in Washington, D.C. for more than three decades. I worked in a big government building for 10 years, not as a government employee, but the Pentagon, uh, covering the Pentagon and the U.S. intelligence community. And I, I've never seen the, the city of Washington or the federal government of the United States as corrupt as it is today. I did grow up in uh, Chicago and had family involved in Democrat politics in Chicago. So I've seen political corruption before. Don't get me wrong. Family members going to cemeteries and signing up tombstones that show up on Election Day and vote because that's a, a longstanding Democrat Party tradition. And I want to refresh your memory on something before I get into today's corruption. And uh, the story I want to start with is the... The Obama-Biden administration, remember Biden was there too, abusing the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, to, um, well, they abused their power to to sideline conservative organizations on the lead-up to Barack Obama's re-election. Because if your organization had, had words like patriot in the title, you know, the American Patriot Organization, then the Obama-Biden IRS flagged your organization and sidelined you so that you could not participate. They did not grant you tax-exempt status as a 501 whatever and, you know, C2, C3 and all these various other tax-exempt things. I've never been tax-exempt myself. But they abused their power, the uh, Obama administration did, and, and the IRS targeted patriot groups and Tea Party groups and they sidelined them on the lead-up to Barack Obama's re-election, okay? And they were found guilty in court, the IRS was. And I just want to go to, where are we now? Um, October 25th, 2017, PJ Media, DOJ, the Department of Justice Settlement, colon, they love their colons, 
IRS to pay $3.5 million to Tea Party groups for, quote, abuse of power. There's a picture of Barack Obama waving and looking guilty. And on Thursday morning, the U.S. Department of Justice settled two cases in the IRS targeting scandal. That's what it was called, IRS targeting conservative groups. In the class action lawsuit involving 428 conservative plaintiffs, so $3.5 million, not a lot of money, should have been $3.5 billion, but it's not their money anyway, and they don't care. They would fork over $3.5 billion and not care because it's taxpayer money, and they don't care about burning through taxpayer money. They do it by the trillions now, the trillions, literally. So 428 conservative groups filed a class action lawsuit, and the IRS was found guilty. All right? Citizens for Self-Governance President Mark Meckler um, <clears throat> is uh, in the middle of this, and he's talking to Pajamas Media, insisted that justice had not been done, however, because it was a pittance, and honestly, they could not retroactively go back and allow these 428 organizations to participate in our democratic processes, and that's that's what the IRS prevented them from doing. There is no apology for violating these plaintiffs' First Amendment rights, for dragging these plaintiffs through years of litigation for the millions of dollars that they had to spend to get to this point, Meckler insisted. Furthermore, there's no release of the information on what happened. We still have no idea what actually happened. That is to say, there was no clarity as to whether Barack Obama himself instructed his IRS in an Oval Office meeting to target Tea Party groups and patriot groups. And, you know, how do you know that, uh, you know, the word patriots in the title, how do they know it's not a Democrat group? That's a rhetorical question. That's just a little prank question. It's a joke because Democrats never put the word patriot in the name of their organizations, but conservatives do after serving in the military and you know, putting your life on the line and so on. And Tea Party groups, you know, re uh, reference to the Boston Tea Party, um, uh, rejecting the taxes of the British crown and, and picking a fight with the world's number one superpower at the time, which we won, by the way, thankfully for all of humanity. So in 2010, various conservative Tea Party, patriot organizations and groups realized they had been waiting longer than the usual amount of time for verified tax-exempt exempt status by the IRS. And then the scandal broke out in May of 2013. The Obama administration denied any ideological discrimination, but the courts found otherwise. And the IRS was ordered to pay a pittance in the scheme of things, given it was 428 different conservative groups that were targeted by the Obama-Biden IRS. You know, I was in school and I worked in newsrooms and, and lefties would say, yeah, Richard Nixon, man, he talked about using the IRS against his political enemies. And he never did because his IRS chief, when the suggestion was made, said, no, I don't think we can do that. And Nixon said, okay, let's not do that. And that was the end of it. But they still talk about it in classrooms today. Now, the Obama-Biden administration actually did use the IRS to target 428 conservative and Tea Party organizations to sideline them while Barack Obama was marching, goose-stepping to re-election. Now, let's get to uh, 
Let's get to the next part. I also told you yesterday about the Department of Homeland Security Security funding a propaganda operation out of the University of Rhode Island, plus a couple of left-wing groups that pretend to be nonprofits, to put out propaganda on the Internet. And they were given $700,000 by the Biden administration, Department of Homeland Security. They got another grant from the Biden administration, Department of State, of hundreds of thousands of our dollars to spread propaganda on behalf of the Democrat Party, That ought to be disturbing to the people at the New York Times, but it's not because they're not journalists, they're leftists. And by the way, the money they used for this propaganda effort was designated money by Congress for counterterrorism. But they decided, well, Republicans are terrorists, so let's use the counterterrorism money to target Republicans. And that's what they have done, and that's what they're still doing, as a matter of fact. Now, we learned yesterday that the federal government asked banks to flag transactions that used terms like MAGA, make America great again. They're against that. They don't believe America was ever great, and they wouldn't want it to be great again because they're pro-Hamas and pro-Houthi rebel. They'll be pro-Hezbollah when Hezbollah steps up their act. So alarming surveillance is the headline. Fox News feds the federal government asked banks to search private transactions for terms like MAGA and Trump. One bank allegedly handed over information to the FBI voluntarily and without any legal process. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. And it gets a lot worse than that, too, because, I mean, first of all, this is the federal government targeting the political enemies of the Democrat Party. And that is not kosher. That is not good. That ought to lead to people being in handcuffs because the the federal government is not supposed to be an adversary of the American taxpayer. They are supposed to work for us. Remember that? Uh, But it's gotten too bad um, these days because we have the left here and... They're not liberals at all. They're the bad guys. They're not good. They, they're they not on our side. And this surveillance thing um, is just another example of, of the corruption of the government under the Democrats, who are not liberals. They're the left. So federal investigators asked banks to search and filter customer transactions by using terms like MAGA and Trump as part of an investigation into January 6th, warning that purchases of religious texts, like if you bought a Bible or religiously themed books, could indicate extremism. The FBI has also targeted Catholic churches and infiltrated Catholic churches. They haven't found anything that anyone's aware of, but they're targeting mainstream Christians, Catholics, And now we're learning that if you bought a Bible, that you would be on the list for investigation and your bank records were combed over, and they're combing over everybody's bank records to look for these things, the House Judiciary Committee revealed in a letter obtained by Fox News Digital on Wednesday, that's yesterday, Fox News Digital has learned that the committee also obtained documents that indicate officials suggested that banks query 
that has questioned transactions, but funnier, with keyboards and keywords like Dick's Sporting Goods, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shop, and more, because liberals apparently don't shop at uh, sporting goods stores or at Cabela's. They sell guns there and fishing things. Bass Pro Shop, of course, and Trump and MAGA. So if you're searching uh, for any of that, and then they're going to flag you, then they go to the banks. They go to the banks, right? This kind of pervasive financial surveillance carried out in coordination with and the at the request of federal law enforcement into Americans' private transactions is alarming and raises serious doubts about the Financial uh, Crimes Unit. Respect for fundamental liberties, said Congressman Jim Jordan. And uh, Congressman Jim Jordan was on the television last night. I think he was on the Sean Hannity uh, program, Congressman Jim Jordan, talking about what he and his committee have uncovered. Yeah, at the request of government, you got banks searching private transactions of their customers for key search terms, key words. It looks like without any warrants, without any legal process. And what were those keywords they were searching? Uh, did they purchase religious texts? Did they shop at Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop? Did, were they purchasing a firearm? I mean, it, I mean, you, you go through this, Larry. That pretty much describes uh, the, the vast majority of the people in the fourth district that I get the privilege of representing, for goodness sake. So uh, this is financial surveillance at its worst, it looks like to us. Uh, we're just getting into this. We're going to do uh, transcribed interviews, depositions. We're going to get documents. We're going to find out how extensive this was. But it looks like big government, big corporations working together to go after, uh, to, to financially spy on Americans. Big government and big financial corporations working together to target conservatives and Republicans, which remind me, reminded me of Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism, which is a merger of state and corporate power. Just according to Benito Mussolini, what does he know about fascism anyway? But that is an extraordinary and disturbing story, which the Washington Post is not going to cover, CNN is not going to cover, the New York Times is not going to cover. It will not be the subject of jokes on late-night TV or Saturday Night Live because of the information dominance that the left has secured in the United States of America. So feds asked banks to search customer data for Trump MAGA references after Capitol riot. And uh, boy, oh boy, this is just another one in the, uh, the lineup. Uh, amazing stuff. Now, let me share with you the, um, the other log on the fire today. You may remember that President Trump's tax records were leaked to the New York Times because they were trying to demonize him and claim that he didn't pay taxes. And they lie and then they cheat and then they steal uh, because politics is a suicide mission for these people. And uh, when do you hear this one? Ex-IRS employee who leaked Trump's tax records intentionally got job in order to disclose the records. That one's coming up. Might he go to the penitentiary? I've got the details coming up. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Hey, um... A news story that popped yesterday, I'll I'll use USA Today's version. The Department of Justice says ex-IRS employee who leaked Trump tax records intentionally got the job with the purpose of getting a hold of President Trump's tax records and exposing them, giving them to the New York Times. He went and got the job at the IRS. A former Internal Revenue, Revenue Service contractor who leaked tax information about Donald Trump and other wealthy individuals to news organizations, the New York Times and this radical left-wing group that attacks Clarence Thomas all the time, got his job at the IRS with the intention of accessing President Trump's tax records and spreading them, uh, giving them to the New York Times and other radical left-wing groups. Charles Edward Littlejohn is from Robin Hood's Band of Merry Men, 38 years old, lives in Washington, D.C., pleaded guilty in October to unauthorized disclosure of tax return and return information. U.S. District Judge Anna Ray scheduled sentencing for January 29th. Prosecutors recommended Tuesday he received the maximum sentence of five years in prison. Well, Enrique Terrio was sentenced to 22 years in prison for January 6th, and he was in Baltimore. After applying to work as an IRS consultant with the intention of accessing and disclosing tax returns, defendant weaponized his access to unmasked taxpayer data to further his own personal political agenda, believing that he was above the law, wrote Prosecutor Corey Amundsen, chief of the Justice Department's Public Integrity Section. Little John hasn't filed his own sentencing arguments yet. Prosecutors describe him as a college graduate with a loving family who had started a successful business and worked as a consultant before becoming a felon and a political radical and extremist, getting a job at the IRS because he hates Trump so much and he hates America. He should get 100 years in prison. I bet he gets a slap on the wrist. years worth of President Trump's tax information. Uh, and these are very important years. We're talking 85 to 1994. I, I mean, I'm, I'm literally going through this. this. is pretty incredible stuff. What the documents reveal is stunning. They're very important years. Those years were very important. That was Aaron Burnett, a fake pseudo-journalist. CNN at the time, they couldn't have been more excited. And now we know that a radical left-wing extremist who... USA Today wants you to know, went to college and has a loving family. I hope that um, he goes to prison, and I don't normally wish that upon people for most things, for most nonviolent things, certainly. But the ex-IRS employee who leaked Trump tax returns got the job at the IRS 
with the explicit purpose of getting a hold of Donald Trump's tax records and, of course, terrible rich people, rich people, and putting their tax records out there. So this guy, Charles Edward Littlejohn, 38 years old, Washington, D.C., he uh, pleaded guilty, and now the judge is, uh, they set a sentencing date of January 29th. It is now January 18th, and I'm going to keep an eye on it. The prosecutors asked that he receive the maximum of five years in prison. I, I bet that he gets something very, very minor. But he applied for the job at the IRS as a consultant with the sole purpose of getting a hold of these tax returns and making them public for President Trump and others. And he played a very shady game while he was there to shield his activities. Uh, crafty with the computers was he... Based on his training, the prosecutors said, his personal experience and his work, he understood the gravity of his offense. He understood the impact that it would have on his victims, but acted anyway. Little John, who had worked as an IRS consultant from 2008 to, through 2013, Barack Obama was elected in 2008, and uh, so the vast majority of that is during Barack Obama, he applied to return in 2017, that's when President Trump was inaugurated, of course, with the hope and expectation of accessing and disclosing tax returns and return information. Donald Trump being targeted specifically, but not exclusively, because there were other people who were wealthy that he targeted as well, and he turned those records uh, over to a radical left-wing group. But let's get back to uh, let's get back to CNN because when the big story broke in the New York Times, you know, New York Times is the head of the centipede when it comes to the news media, and CNN was quite excited. A couple of the headlines: a billion dollars in losses, uh, according to the New York Times. The president uh, appears to have lost uh, more money than nearly any other individual American taxpayer. Yeah. And uh, therefore, that year, he didn't pay a lot in taxes because he had a billion dollars in losses. He's uh, playing at the big kids' table. And when you're dealing with billion, But then they tell us he's not even a billionaire. And there, one year, he's got a billion dollars in losses at the business. Hmm. Yeah, sure. In July and August of 2020, the Democrat Little John stole tax information for thousands of Americans according to court records, USA Today reports. Little John evaded IRS protocols to detect and prevent large downloads from government computers and then saved the tax returns on multiple devices, including an iPod. It says an iPod, not an iPad. It says an iPod, according to court records. He also obstructed the investigation by deleting and destroying evidence of his disclosures according to the court records. The New York Times reported in 2020, Trump paid $750 in federal income tax that year, the year that he entered the White House. He lost a billion dollars. He was busy running for president, and you guys were busy sabotaging him. And no income tax at all some years, thanks to colossal losses. Well, he didn't write the tax code. He just has an accounting firm that reads the tax code. So... Um, just uh, amazing stuff. Now, ProPublica, this is this left-wing activist group that is racist. They're constantly assailing Justice 
Clarence Thomas, ProPublica is with the collusion of other radical left-wingers. ProPublica reported in 2021 on a trove of tax return data about the wealthiest Americans. It found the 25 richest people legally pay a smaller share of their income in taxes than many, that means some, ordinary workers, which is a Bolshevik term. And uh, it's just, you know, this is, so this guy was, he got the job to wage his class warfare. He committed a long list of felonies. He obstructed the investigation. And he's facing a total of five years in prison. And I bet 11 days from now, he gets an awful lot less than that because we live in very corrupt times. CNN was very excited about it, though they really loved these disclosures in the New York Times. He's literally the biggest loser. There's quite quite an irony there. This is your news media. That's not journalism. Uh, she was giddy, and someone uh, next to her, I think it was a man dressed as a woman, was uh, giggling. Uh, speaking of a uh, man dressed as a woman, Jeffrey Tubout was there. too. Remember Jeffrey Tubout? Is he still on CNN? I don't know. Because you remember he showed up for a Zoom call, a company Zoom call one day, and he was, how shall we say, um, and the camera was on and the Zoom call was still going on, and he walked up to his laptop and or his desktop, and he was uh, pleasuring himself on the CNN Zoom call which is fine. Jeffrey Tubout. It's this astonishing, wonderful reporting by the New York Times. It's great that they got these documents. They, 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 they answer a lot of questions, but especially about his presidency. And where did the documents come from? How did they get to the New York Times? Well, a radical Democrat named Charles Edward Littlejohn committed a long series of felonies. In fact, he got a job. He specifically targeted a job at the, the IRS so that he could do this. He got the job at the IRS, probably through a pal, and then he did this. And he's looking at five years in prison. So let's just a quick review. During the Obama-Biden administration, the IRS targeted the political enemies of the Democrat Party on the lead-up to Barack Obama's re-election. Any group with the word Tea Party, uh, the words Tea Party, or the word Patriot, because they know no Democrat group would have the word Patriot in it, they targeted them, hundreds and hundreds of them, and they sidelined these groups, not giving them tax-exempt status, even though they were entitled to it. The IRS was ordered to, by the courts to pay a measly $3.5 million. So uh, keep that in mind. And IRS, a Democrat, Charles Edward Littlejohn, 38, of Washington. Can we get his address? We'll dox him. Just kidding. We won't really. That's their thing. But the, uh, he got a job specifically at the IRS so he could do what he did, because he's very resentful and bitter. And the news media wants you to know that he's a college graduate and has a loving family. Yeah, so do a lot of people in penitentiaries. Just amazing. And at the same time, we learned that the feds asked banks, this is another brand new one under Biden, feds asked banks to search customer data for words like Trump, MAGA, and to see where they shopped, if they shopped at Cabela's, then they're probably Republicans, so we've got to investigate them further. If you shopped at, uh, you know, the uh, Bass Pro Fishing, whatever it is, and uh, these places, then they, then they target you because you might be a Republican. So they've got 
the Treasury Department and, and the FBI, and they've got a lot of corruption. The Democrats love corruption, and they're good at it. They're good at corruption. And they have corrupt people who are willing to go to prison for years, or at least risk going to prison. I don't think this guy is going to do much time because filthy corruption is everywhere these days. But the FinCEN, FinCEN Financial Center, also passed along its analysis of lone actor slash homegrown violent extremism indicators. They're, they're uh, homegrown violent extremism indicators. And that means if you bought a Bible or if you shopped at Cabela's, where they sell guns for hunting and things like that. Just amazing stuff. The financial institutions helping the government look for suspects involved in the Capitol riot or anybody else, according to Congressman Jordan, which warned that extremism indicators included purchases of bus tickets, rental cars, plane tickets, or travel uh, uh, to areas with no apparent purpose. The government wants to know what your purpose is for traveling someplace. The purchase of books, including religious texts, that would include Bibles, but probably not Korans. And subscriptions to other media containing extremist views. I'd like to know what they categorize there. In other words, the financial center, the financial crimes uh, people, urge large financial institutions to comb through the private transactions of their customers for suspicious charges. You know, uh, Hunter Biden, the Treasury Department flagged what is like 130 suspicious activity reports. That's what they call them. SAP, suspicious activity reports, financial-ish, and, and nothing, nothing, about, more than 130. Most people, if you work in the financial sector, if you get one or two of those in your entire career, it's a big deal. For Hunter Biden, he's got, I think, more than 130. So the uh, customers for suspicious charges on the basis of protecting political and religious expression. I mean, this is, this is pretty uh, sinister stuff. It really is. And your government is not your friend. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Mm-mm-mm. So we've got... Oh, the IRS targeting. We got this guy who joins the IRS just to target Trump and, you know, rich people and marries up with left-wing radical terrorist groups like the New York Times and uh, this this other racist uh, anti-Clarence Thomas group. Uh, and, and this is all perfectly normal. And then they take $700,000 from a counter-terrorism fund, the Biden White House did, and they funneled it to a left-wing group at the University of Rhode Island, and they're putting out propaganda in the name of fighting propaganda because extremists, you know. thing is, I've been in the middle of a bunch of your riots and your violent protests, and, and I watched as you burned cities from Seattle and Portland to Chicago to Atlanta to Washington while you looted my neighborhood and you looted the neighborhood around this radio station and you set the Church of the Presidents on fire, and no prison sentences for any of those. Huh. More than 300 Catholic churches have been attacked and vandalized, some torched since the Supreme Court leak by a Democrat of the Roe v. Wade decision, and 
Still haven't found out who that person is, and nobody arrested for attacking more than 300 Catholic churches. Isn't this fascinating? But hundreds of people, January 6th in 2020, May 30th, May 31st, and June 1st, Democrats laid siege to the White House. No prison sentences. Selective prosecution. Two systems of justice, two tiers of justice. Just saying. All right, let's uh, let's take a. Uh, so this is this is your government, and and they're all targeting conservatives. From people inside the machine, inside the IRS, joining the IRS just to be a left wing radical, using bank records to target people that shop at Cabela's and buy Bibles, because you know January sixth is the cover story for everything. We live in a very corrupt time and have a very corrupt government. I'm sorry to report. All right, let's go to Ralph calling from Chicago, Illinois, listening on the great WLS. Ralphie, Ralph, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Uh, good morning, Chris. Love the show. Next time you're in town, i got to buy you a beer at one of your get-togethers. Hey, look, you know who also had a devoted family? Charles Manson. Um, <laughs> so, so when Mr. Tiny Tool gets uh, sentenced, um, my question is, Unless people like New York Times and other leftist mouthpieces, mouth organs of the, Democrat, the Democrat Party uh, have any sort of financial and or criminal penalties attached and actually applied to the possession of illegal materials like that, then it doesn't matter. There's going to be all kinds of useful morons like Mr. Tiny Tool who get the jobs and try to damage good people with their evil activities. And I suspect that the court will be very generous. And you say he's tiny tool because his name is Little John. See, his name is Little John. And that's uh, what we're... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's it. See, there it is. That's uh, that's. I knew that's what it was. That's uh, very funny. Um, yeah, the Department of Homeland Security um, using money to target what they say is conservative propaganda by putting out propaganda. And they actually brag about how useful propaganda has been over the years. And they brag that they're going to be engaging in propaganda and propagandistic activities um, in order to fight propaganda. It's like the way they fight racism with more racism. If you're against racism, then you must discriminate against Asians applying to Harvard because there might be too many Asians at Harvard. And because there aren't enough people of color working as airline pilots, we'll discriminate against white pilots. But at the FAA, they've got, you know, one-legged mentally disturbed dwarves, literally using their words, that they want to promote and put in positions of authority. It's only air travel. What could go wrong? So the IRS, the federal government, targeting conservatives, and only conservatives. You never hear a story about them targeting liberals with any of these efforts. And again, you can, if you're a leftist, you can riot at the White House for three days, set the Church of the Presidents on fire, force the evacuation of the President of the United States and the First Family from the White House residence, injure 160 to 180 police officers, And that isn't even news. No one goes to jail. Uh, 
a very corrupt party, the Democratic Party. I um, I see uh, Kevin on the phone. I'd like to go to, let's go to Kevin calling from Arlington, Virginia. Kevin, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for what you do. You probably get this a lot, but while I was listening to you, I had a revelation. I'm not sure if it's a revelation from God or not, but it has to do about God. Uh-huh. A lot of folks have said, folks as the left would say, have said that uh, DEI is the new religion or the new God of the left. Mm-hmm. And it was while listening to you that I finally recognized or remembered that the original DEI, not spelled capital D, capital E, capital I, but rather capital D, little E-I, was Latin for God and specifically the Judeo-Christian God. So what we find is the religion of the left, DEI, is a bastardization of the religion of the other side, capital D, little I, little E-I, and we find that this is simply a continuation or escalation war between the city of man and the city of God. That's uh, that is good. all I have to say. Well, that is good and, and uh, succinctly uh, shared as well. And I appreciate that, Kevin. That is great. And you're right. Uh, you know, uh, the deity, you may uh, you may be familiar in uh, Latin, uh, going back to, uh, you know, Dea. And I, I don't speak a lot of Latin, but you'll find in Latin masses and so on references to uh, um, the deity and the um, I'm not going to go down the Deus Road and all of that, but you're absolutely right, and it is the substitute religion, the religion of race, race and racial division from the party of slavery and the Confederacy and Jim Crow. And since you brought it up, Kevin, I brought in a story today. Florida public colleges barred from using state and federal funds for DEI programs. Ron DeSantis, NBC News, is very angry. The new rule, a byproduct of legislation spearheaded by Governor Ron DeSantis, would apply to the 28 colleges within the Florida system. No more DEI on Florida college campuses, not using federal money or state money because it's racially divisive. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 